welcome to the Blue Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Needham. Joining me today on the podcast is Lily Schwartz, Blue Jackets fan like no other. She takes amazing photographs of the players that have been used by players themselves on social media and some websites. You can follow her personally on Twitter at lilyschwartz.com, but that's her Twitter handle. See, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And her photograph account, at Photos by Lillian. Welcome, Lily. Hi, thanks for having me. So... What do you want to talk about? Is there anything going on with the Jackets this week? I don't know. I feel like, you know, there haven't been any injuries or signings lately, have there? No, not at all. Maybe I, not even in the last 24 hours? No. I mean, is there anything going on with Seth Jones? I don't know. You have him, right? He's, yeah. He's the extra guest. He's yeah, gonna he's going to come in in a few minutes. He's in the green room. Is it going to take four to six weeks for him to do that? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. I bet you he's back before Ryan Murray. I hope so, because he's on my fantasy team, and I'm really pulling for him to help me beat all 17 others in my fantasy league this year. So why did you draft him on the fantasy team? So Is it your fault that he's been injured now? Probably, because there's three people on my team who are either having contract issues, <laughs> William Nylander, or... They're injured, so Seth being injured, I probably set him up for failure. Oh, so it's your it's good of you to take one for the team and accept responsibility. Yeah. For for the injury, I mean, it really is a tough way to start out the seasons for the Blue Jackets with you know him being out with the issues with Ryan Murray. Um, what do you expect to begin the season? I think our defense is definitely going to be struggling starting off. We do have a lot of young defensemen, which I feel like that's going to benefit us in the future. But our top defensive pairing of Wierenski and Jones, that's going to be, you know, separated for four to six weeks. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Zach coming back from, you know, surgery. How is he going to be on the same game? Yes, he played injured and was still doing good injured, but he went through a major surgery and he's going to be with somebody else defensively. So it's going to be interesting starting off. And then, of course, you know, adding Seth back to the mix. You know, what if we are successful and that just mixes with the flow of things? And what if we're not being successful? Then we come out, you know, six weeks after the start of the season and we just go on, you know, another winning streak like we did a couple of years ago. 20 games this time. 20 games, yes. <laughs> 20 games. Who do you think they'll pair Zach up with? I'm definitely thinking Nuno Vara. He has definitely impressed me the past couple of years. Uh, last year, he impressed me a lot, especially seeing him uh, paired with people differently constantly. Seeing him with Savard. I think he played with Savard. Uh he did really good back then, and I think he's definitely one to watch, and he's a big underdog. He is going to come up, and I feel like he's just going to be a top-line defenseman, you know, here in the future. How many of the preseason games have you gone to? Have you been at all of them? I've been to all the home ones, and I've watched all the away ones as well. So uh, I know the game, Pittsburgh game, that one's going to be interesting. Tomorrow. Yes. Uh We've only won one home preseason game, and it was the one I went to alone, so... Are you I, going alone tomorrow? No, I'm going with my best friend, so that's going to be interesting. We're hoping, you know, with a little alcoholic influence, that will change the flow of the game. So you're going to throw bottles on the ice. 
at Sidney Crosby. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good plan. I already missed my opportunity to throw my shoe at Crosby back in the playoffs. Make uh, sure you hit Kessel. Kessel? Well. Kessel might try to eat it, so who knows? That's no, not a hamburger or a hot dog. But he might be really hungry. A, you know, bottle might do a lot for him. <laughs> so, you've been to, to some of the practices, the preseason, and, and stuff like that. How many pictures have you gotten of the players in this preseason? Yeah, I've gotten probably solid 300 to 500. Haven't done a count of them. I know the <laughs> training camp, I got a good amount, but I made a rookie mistake, only took one lens, and it was the wrong lens. So I really had to take what I got. But I got some good shots out of it. Um, but I get some good ones on my phone, too. How did you get? Games. How did you get interested in photography? I don't even remember how it happened. I always know I was taking pictures of things. I would always steal like my mom's phone when I was younger. She had the little camera and I would always be taking pictures of things. And then I started taking pictures on my phone at games. I would post them to Twitter. I was getting feedback from people like, oh, these pictures are good. And I'm like, oh, they are pretty good now that you mention it. Started editing them more, paying attention to how I was editing, then got a good camera, took it to practices. And next thing I know, my pictures were being posted by some of, you know, the biggest players in hockey. And I'm like, whoa, maybe I can do a career out of this. Still looking for that career, but it's definitely something I want to focus my future on. Who's your favorite player to take pictures of? So it's probably Alexander Winberg, purely for the purpose of... Because he's a model. He's a model, definitely. I feel like I very rarely get a bad shot of him. His pictures always turn out amazing. My you probably thing... have taken more shots than he has. Oh. <laughs> probably. That's a little bit of a dig there, but I, I mean, I probably have a good 200 pictures of him in my portfolio. Are they in black and white or color? I have a couple in black and white, but a good amount of them are in color. I just know that because he loves, ins- yeah. It's... Yeah. When he posts them on his Instagram, they're definitely in black and white there, so he edits them. But, uh, I, I kind of vary then. I know when I had the auto, him autograph one of the pictures, it was in black and white because I felt like it looked better in that tone. He probably was like, hey, I, yeah, I like he this like, too. He was like, oh, so you're the one taking all the pictures. And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> me. Hope you like them. But he his Instagram profile, you could go on there right now and see three photos by Lillian pictures from now, there. Have you started watermarking your photos or? I did. This season is my first full season of watermarking photos. I never wanted to do it because I felt like it took away from the picture. And I had a lot of trust in people, I guess. And that's, I guess, one of my biggest downfalls (laughs) in life, having trust in people when I shouldn't. And being a freelance photographer, wanting a career out of this, trying to get my name out there, Twitter only goes so far. Mm -hmm. When players are posting it on social media, I wasn't getting tagged. I was getting acknowledgement. You know, they were being like, oh, who are you? You didn't take this picture. But it was something where, you know, when media outlets start posting the pictures, when I'm seeing them on, you know, social media all around, not just from my tweets or their profiles, it's something where that's my way to get into the industry, you know, ultimately end up maybe with a goal with the jackets taking pictures. So I felt like I have to do this now while I am making such a big impact with my pictures before it's too late. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
who's your favorite hockey player? Not just uh, take pictures of, but your favorite player. My favorite jacket or just all around? All around. All around. Ooh, that's a challenging one. Probably Josh Anderson for the jackets, 100%. Okay. My go-to. Um, all time, like all around currently, because I could talk about all time mm-hmm. on and on and on. Um, but probably Tyler Sagan. He is really interesting to watch on the ice, seeing the moves he makes. That's why I drafted him. <laughs> um, and then seeing him with... I Jamie, hope he doesn't end up injured. He might. <laughs> <laughs> seeing him play with Jamie Benn uh, for the Stars. I, I've i only abandoned the Jackets one time when it comes to cheering for teams. And the only time that I've done that was against the Dallas Stars at home this past season. Do you ever get crap for cheering for other teams? Yeah. I When I wear you know my star stuff or my golden knight stuff even my maple leaf stuff <laughs> definitely i get a couple looks around the arena district but it's one of those things you know i love the sport so I, why should i be limited to just one team when it's such a great sport there's so many great athletes and you can't put all best athletes on the same team why not <laughs> salary cap that's why so we should get rid of the salary cap is what you're saying yeah definitely it's i mean yes but at the same time no because seeing teams have to make those big budget moves you know picking their star players to sign seeing what star players take the uh you know discounted price and seeing the rookies who, you know, start off with that entry-level contract and come out there and amaze everybody. Like, look at Wierenski. Mm-hmm. He amazed everyone, and we have him at a good price, and he's going to be a restricted free agent. So as long as we don't have any big contract negotiation issues. I don't think there will be an issue. Yeah. I think he'll get a similar deal to, to Jones. Yeah, and... I think so too. I My only concern is after that is up when he – does become an unrestricted free agent. Hey, let's worry about yeah. you know the here <laughs> and now and, right and now. not six years from now, you know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, but right now we are so lucky to have him and we have a lot of young guys who can go out there and make a name for themselves. I think, you know, we're one of the best teams when it comes to prospects. We're still one of the youngest in age, I believe. Which we just signed one today. I'll have you say his name because I'm still kind of... Yeah, I believe it's Prabavisus. I might be wrong, so don't sue me. But uh, he started with the Dallas Stars, drafted by them. Uh, They never signed him. He was with us for a little prospects tournament that we do wowed everybody he did great for them and made it to camp and signed an AHL contract and now today signed an AHL entry-level contract I can definitely see him making big moves fighting for that extra defense spot that we have open which now we have three at this point I can see him making big moves and you know maybe even starting the season with us I hear you're a Tyler Mott fan. I am. Tyler Mott is a great guy. We have a, you know, the whole joke, he's called applesauce. But I was very excited when we got him as part of the Panarin trade with uh, Chicago. But definitely had a great time cheering him on. was sad when we got rid of him. He's with Vancouver now, which Vancouver is another team that I'm watching. 
but uh, he's a great guy, really funny, especially on an airplane. <laughs> then you run into him? Yeah, when we went to uh, Vegas for the game out there, our layover was in Phoenix, and that's where the Jackets were. They had just actually sent Tyler Mott to Cleveland. He wasn't going to play with the Jackets while they were in Phoenix. And we were just talking about him, about how sad we were that he was being sent to Cleveland. We thought he was great for our team because he started the season with us. When he did join us with two goals in his first two games, he was doing great. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to see Tyler Mott be sent up. Like, he needs to stay with us. And I look over, and there's Tyler Mott and Ryan Murray just sitting there. And I think back, and I'm like, how much did they hear of this? But he was cool. We said hey to him. I was luckily wearing my Jackets hat and not my Golden Knights hat. <laughs> but he, on the plane, my best memory of it, because I was, like, paying attention, messaging my friends, like, guess who's on the plane with us? And the flight attendant was like, do you want cookies or do you want pretzels? And he just paused for a second, sat in silence, and she just handed him both, like, here, just have it. <laughs> Don't choose. So what condition was Ryan Murray in when you saw him on that airplane? I mean, he was there. He was present. Um, he didn't really look like he had an injury, but I guess it was with his back he was struggling with. He was sent to Cleveland a couple weeks later, I believe, and then he played just a game with them before he came back to us. But, uh, I mean, in the luggage area, he picked up his hockey bag pretty good, his hockey sticks and everything, so who knows. How heavy is a hockey bag? I mean, I'm not a hockey player or anything, but I've seen hockey bags. They're pretty big, and with everything that you have in it, I would say 50, 60 pounds is the minimum size, probably, not to mention the size of the sticks, however many he had. Skates in there, too. Yeah. Pads and... Whatever ever. Yeah. other essentials that he had. Hockey player stuff. Yeah, 10 pounds of pucks in there. <laughs> <laughs> Takes pucks everywhere. Huh? Yeah. I'll just take this. Souvenirs, you know. What do you make of the uh, latest Ryan Murray injury? I was at the game when he mm. suffered the injury. Um, I noticed he was in pain. But I didn't think much of it because hockey players make in-pain faces quite a bit. Well, I can tell you when you get hit in <laughs> that particular area, yeah. you do feel pain. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> and at the time, everybody was kind of silent. They didn't know what the injury was. And then as it started coming out more that he got hit in an area that men do not want to be hit in. Uh, you just thought, you know, hey, he'll just be out a couple days. He probably just ended the game. He was in too much pain. He'll be back maybe for not the next preseason game, but the one after that if needed. And now it's changed from like a day-to-day basis, which was never even said in the first place. The tort said today, not day-to-day. Yeah. So at that point, does it make him week-to-week? Do we even know what his status is? And it's just interesting how a player can go from, you know, just a hit in the, you know, place you don't want to be hit, which I've never experienced firsthand, so I don't know the recovery period for that, uh, to being out possibly for weeks, not starting the season with us. Do you think it is fair to say that Ryan Murray has a mental toughness issue? I mean, it's hard to say, but like like we've seen with his stats, he faces a lot of injuries and it's a lot of injuries for a player. You know, it is a dangerous sport, 
But when you're faced with so many injuries, like, I just want to give him bubble wrap and wrap him in bubble wrap because we do good when he plays for us. But at this point, he's only playing for us, what, half the season, if that? He's had one season a couple years ago where he played all 82 games. And that was the year that everybody had all the injuries. So it was kind of shocking that he lasted that long. But it's, it's one of those things. He was a valued player, and he still is, I believe, when he's healthy. But are you getting that value if no. he's not playing games? No, he's injured. When he's sitting up in the press box just watching the game with whatever injury it is that week, we're not getting any value. We're getting value from our prospects, you know, mm. seeing them fight for an NHL spot. Do you think he could? it could just be a case of the yips with him? The, the minute something doesn't feel right... Oh, I'm injured. It could be. And I feel like everybody faces that in their life where they start, you know, Googling. I have a headache. What does that mean? You should know. It's cancer. Yeah. It's always cancer. Don't go to WebMD and look up your own symptoms. One of the biggest things that we face as hockey fans, though, is we don't get the full story of things. So we don't know what's going on. If it is a mind thing, who knows? Maybe he did lose something a little extra down there that we don't know about. But it's, it's one of those things. He faces a lot more injuries than hockey players usually do, especially since he's not, you know, on our top defensive line anymore. He's second or third at that for what, pairings. What type of trade value do you think he'd bring? I I think we could probably get a good prospect um, from another team. Maybe not on the roster yet. Maybe we could. Um, and maybe a second or third round pick if he's healthy. If we added a little bit more to the bundle, I think we could make a big trade with somebody. I'm not what's, quite What's sure. your fantasy trade? I'd like adding to the bundle and I I believe if we did him another prospect uh, maybe one in Cleveland maybe one of our guys who just kind of you know is Broadhurst he's one who's always on the bubble of NHL AHL and maybe a third fourth rounder maybe getting William Nylander he is one who's been in the trade talks recently and he hasn't signed with Toronto as of yet but that puts us also at a battle of are we going to get a contract out of him and what would we get for that contract? Because he is a good player. He has had some good moments with the Maple Leafs, especially with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. But it's one of those things. Could we see him fitting into our current lineup now, and where would he go? Is it a similar situation up in Toronto? Because I, I don't follow Toronto a lot, mm-hmm. just here and there. As we were in with Josh Anderson a year ago, is it a similar situation? Who's this guy's agent, by the way? Because yeah. it seems to happen with sure. more agents than it does with other agents. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not the same as Josh Anderson, um, like agent-wise, but it's definitely a similar situation. William Nylander is young, and he has a lot of talent. He is a you know rising star. He is great on the power play. He has tons of potential for, you know, even penalty kill, which I think that would help us most for the Jackets. Our power play and our penalty kill struggled a lot last year uh, with the potential of us losing one of our players who is great on the power play. Injuries always happening, plus our penalty kill taking the hit from losing Matt Calvert and 
Unfortunately, Clark. you know, Cole and the Jack Johnson issue, which he didn't do much. But anyways, uh, I think he would fit in great here. The whole issue with that is he does have a lot of potential. What type of contract is he looking for? Uh, the Maple Leafs do have a new GM, uh, Kyle Dub- Dubois, I think it is. I think it's Dubas, Dubas. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it I is. I always think of Pierre-Luc Dubois when I see something D. When I see pictures of him, I'm like, he, he's 25 yeah. years old. I mean, he's actually, I think he's only 33. Only 33 in a GM. He has made some <laughs> great moves, though. I mean, Tavares. He has Tavares, Austin Matthews. He has a great team going for him. Um, as for what Babcock can do with that team, with what they have, which I think they're definitely a Stanley Cup potential team. Which on paper, it looks fantastic. But then what you go into yes. with like these super teams is, is the chemistry going to be there? Because yeah. sometimes on paper, it looks great. But if there's no chemistry there, it, the wheels can come off. Yeah, Real quick. they're also facing some controversy with the whole issue of are they going to sign William Melander, which I follow a lot of people up in Toronto who are big Leafs fans, and it feels like every day I see a Melander sign your contract. Yeah. So if you live in Toronto, aren't you just automatically a big <laughs> Leafs fan? Definitely, and uh, they're also facing a goalie battle going on right now for the backup position with you know one of our old guys, C Mac Curtis. And they have a prospect, and I believe they sent the prospect back to either the AHL or no. I can't believe that. Hold up, I I like Curtis McElhaney. I think he is a fantastic dude. Yeah, definitely. However, I can't see him winning the backup role against a prospect. He's going to do it. And a lot of people are kind of concerned about that. But at the end of the day, I think it's something where... Because McElhaney's biggest rub is when you put him in the big moment, he would crumble. Yeah. Take a look back to, you know, our redemption game after the win streak, losing to the Capitals against the Rangers. We had it going for us, and then he gave up the goal that ended the game. And it was a hat trick goal, too. And he just choked under that pressure, and then the next day you look, he ended up on waivers. Yeah. So I think it's something where they're trying to test the waters because Freddie Anderson, they're their third Leafs go-to. Yep. If he can have a year like he has had and do well in the playoffs this year. He's a solid goaltender. He is no a great goaltender. He reminds me a lot of Bob um, and maybe Carey Price a little bit too. But stronger. Uh, Carey Price is kind of out to you like Ryan Murray. You yeah. blow on him and he breaks. You never know what's going to happen. And he's going to be having time off this year, probably due to injuries with Carey Price. Um, his wife is also expecting. So, you know, you're going to be missing oh. one game with that. If that <laughs> um, ends up on a road trip, you know, delays Canadian that's weather. Why that's why I'm glad Cam and his wife, it was a, a summer, summer birth. Yeah. But, you know, Although, Dubinsky's wife is expecting again, so we'll be without him for a game, maybe. <laughs> but it's definitely going to be an interesting matter to see how the Toronto issue does play out. I know there's quite a few restricted free agents that have been getting signed recently. Um, most recently, Vegas with Shea Theodore, who is a defenseman. He's a great defenseman, especially with the whole Nate Schmidt issue of him being suspended for the first 20 games. He's going to be needed for them. But 
they said. What do you think of that, by the way? I think he got hosed. Who? Schmidt. I think considering other issues that the NHL is facing with domestic violence, um, with the whole Austin Watson issue where he was only suspended, I think, eight more games than that, maybe seven, and he's actually disputing it, it's ridiculous. Was that a CBA thing, though, that limited the league? Uh, how severely they could punish him. I don't because know. I know sometimes with this punishment, it gets into the CBA. Yeah. And I'm not sure all the details. All I know is it was his girlfriend, I believe. And it okay. wasn't the first. No, I know time. it's not a, a good situation and he was convicted of it. And, mm-hmm. but, and the NHL, you know, suspended him. I, my question was, and what I wasn't able to find a clear answer was was there a cba restriction that at this time all they could do was suspend him for this many games and i think he's being a total well i gotta watch my language on the podcast you know you're convicted of domestic violence and then you're going to appeal your suspension no, yeah. you don't do that. And you, it wasn't you just, even just him, though. It was yeah. the NHL Players Association. They were doing it with him. Well, I think they, they're obligated to yeah. do it if he requests. It's just so. one of those things. You know, there's some things in hockey where it has to be focused on the game. I believe it was like seven billionths of a milligram that was found in nation. Well, and the, the it was considered environmental by all the experts that exactly. That, and I figure, yeah, there should probably be a suspension for that because. But twenty. Yeah. Games. He's clearly not cheating, and he's clearly not getting an advantage from that amount. Now, after the first time. If you get busted again, well, then, you know. But, you know, when we're handing out things like that for first-time offenders, when something, you know, it's that minimal, and then you have, like, a domestic violence issue, you know, there's... Where he's been convicted, and and there's no dispute that... There's been a lot of criminal issues in the past years with hockey players, you know. Oh, did you see that Swedish guy? I forget his name. The Flyers, he was... (laughs) Part of the cocaine bust, I believe it is. Well, no, he didn't get, but his winter or summer home back in Sweden or wherever the heck he lives, the Swedish police, like, raided it, arrested seven of his friends, and the police are questioning him. And I don't think it's any coincidence that, that Gritty was unveiled as the new mascot Right He's after this, this, yes, yeah. this cocaine He's actually investigation. Gritty. I saw a post today that he uh, was voted the best partier a couple years ago <laughs> by the Flyers, and now everyone's like, oh, oh, so now we know why. The Flyers, they like to party. The, the entire Philadelphia Flyers are going to be randomly drug tested. Right? Um, That's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I believe Gritty will be included in that, too, because... I mean, those eyes, they, he did asked you, me on something. Did you see him fall down yeah, with the t-shirt? It, <laughs> I am kind of warming up to Gritty a little bit. It's interesting think, to see him. I think he's great. And here's why. Hear me out. Because he's different. Mm-hmm. 
he looks like he cooks in a meth lab. Yes. Um, you know, it's created a whole lot of buzz, you know, and hockey can be very boring sometimes, very corporate, and, well, Gritty looks like he should live in Philadelphia. Yeah. Just, Anybody who's been to Philadelphia is like, eh, yeah, I'm I see that. I'm just wondering when uh, Scott Hartnell resigned with the Flyers, because that's based <laughs> on him, right? It's a mixture of him and Voracek. It's his, his love child. Yeah, him and Voracek, you know, that's how Gritty was Cloned born. Him. Gritty Plus some of the him, some yeah. of the coke from the other guy, <laughs> yeah, it, just, it all makes it all sense. mixed together. Add a little bit of Sesame Street <laughs> to it, and then boom, that's how Gritty was born. I want to see Animal and Gritty yeah, together. You know, I just wanted to. I really want to know what the meeting room looked like when the person <laughs> presented the idea of Gritty. So this is our mascot, and showed them the picture. Like, was there a debate about it? Was everyone just in so like? oh my gosh, this is a great idea. But then again, we could also talk about that with Boomer. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, the 12-year-old in me, which I I am 12 years old. When I first saw Boomer, my first thought was (laughs) nobody, nobody in that meeting room when they unveiled the sketches of the drawings (laughs) and the suits, not even a college intern went... You know, when they saw it and said, you know, he looks kind of phallic. Yeah. Maybe. Hashtag bring back Boomer. Yes. Hashtag bring back Boomer. Um, We love you, Stinger. Stinger's still good, though. We love you. Yeah, but I think every Halloween when we have a game, Mm -hmm. once in a while, they will bring out the Boomer costume. And they won't say anything. They won't. He'll just kind of be there. And in fact, it was a few years ago, I have this picture saved somewhere, when we were, it was a Halloween game, we're walking out of the arena, out the front, and there was Boomer, mm-hmm. in his Boomer costume, you know, just standing on the outside, sadly waving oh at everybody, and I got a picture of I it. I love Boomer, though. I mean, I love Stinger, don't get me wrong. I, every time I look at Stinger, I notice something else about him, like that I've never really like, pointed out before, like his eyebrows, the hockey yeah. stick thing. Uh, I never knew he had wings for the longest time. <laughs> you just don't look at that yeah. when you see Stinger. You're just like, why? Why do the jackets have a green B as their mascot? And it's just one of those mascots things. Mascots should be silly though. Fun. That's you they know. They are, and it's it's very fun, you know. I personally love it. Stinger, the person who currently is Stinger, they are comedic gold, like going up to kids, high-fiving them. Whoever is running Stinger's Twitter account as well. I just... I love when the mascots are getting in battles with each other. I know I saw Stinger tweet uh, about the whole gritty thing, like, I was going to make a stop in Philadelphia, but then I decided... "Mm, Better not on the way to the uh, Buffalo game. Clint, so. Yeah, Clinton, our our huge rivals. Yeah, the biggest rivalry of the year. What a matchup. Corby actually on. bounced back pretty good from his uh, first Ooh. game of the season. Yeah, it was good to see. He made some big moves. The ice that night was not the best. You noticed there was a lot of bouncing, especially from the boards, too. What is with goalies flopping now, like forward? Bob's done it a couple of times. Is this a new move where they just go full? Don't forget the whole they throw, the, throw yeah. away their stick. They just bounce on it. I guess it's a new thing. 
I mean, if it's going to work, let's go with it. And they look like but, they're being shot when it happens. Yeah, I don't know how good that's going to go because if they don't stop it, that rebound, it's game over at that point. So Yeah, I guess maybe they're hoping they it hits them and they just kind of land on, on it, top fall down of it. on it. You yeah. know what else I noticed about that game in Clinton? The Hockeyville game? Mm-hmm. The Nets kept popping off the... Uh, yeah. The, the mooring. I mean, at least there wasn't a challenge like there yeah. was in the Penguins game last Saturday uh, with the whole puck going through the net. Who yeah, was I was. Colin getting I the was, goal. I was on the way home from from work when that happened, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing, and I'm like, it, this makes no sense because you know. It they was, were having a hard time describing it on the it radio. It was clearly too. a good goal. Like, you saw yeah. that. But the netting was up. And for preseason games, there are not supposed to be challenges. any challenges. <laughs> but they took, like, seven to ten minutes to challenge this. And you just knew what the ultimate goal was. Like, it was ultimately going to be a goal. Yeah. But they just kept dragging it and dragging it. And it didn't help that it was being broadcasted on an NHL network. And it was the Penguins broadcast. They were like, oh, it's a good goal. Go Penguins. Go oh, Sidney Crosby. Oh. Yeah. And it, like from a Jackets perspective, like we, we just wanted to be put out of our misery. Yeah. Just shoot the gun. Come on. Ready. Come on, do Come it. Come on. Um, the other thing I noticed about that preseason game in New York is... Panarin, he had a, a bounce-back game as well, yeah. where he kind of looked meh in the same game that mm-hmm. Corpy did. I mean, he looked in mid-season form. Yeah, I think it's always that first preseason game you play in, especially since he was off. facing the uh, neck injury that I believe was from falling off a scooter, but I'm no expert. Well, I am an expert in falling off scooters, but I believe he fell off a scooter. Are you something. breaking a story here? Yeah, I'm... You know, scooter injuries, lawyer, you know, fighting, crime, scooter accidents, (laughs) everything along those lines. But I believe it might have been a scooter incident. Who knows? What what leads you to believe that he fell off a scooter and strained his neck? I mean, his girlfriend's Instagram story, he's always been riding those scooters recently. It was either a scooter... Down the Scioto Mile. (laughs) Yeah, it was either a scooter incident, I believe, or a dog incident. Looking at his dog, maybe. Well, that I can understand. But who knows? I thought uh, the official that he was doing pull-ups or something like that. Now, I am fat and out of shape, <laughs> so I, I can't do a pull-up. Me Is either. it possible to strain your neck doing a pull-up? I don't know. How do you, like, are you pulling your chin up doing it? Like, is it a chin well, up that's or a, a pull-up? Yeah. I, I don't have our tummy's arms work either. Out, so. And if I do, it's just your typical uh, crunches, <laughs> you know, push-ups if I can try that sit-ups you know treadmill elliptical I've running. worked I've worked hard on developing my dad bod yeah and I'm not even a dad I'm, I'm a doggy my, dad I'm but. still getting over my freshman 15 which was actually like a freshman 50 but you know carrying <laughs> on from that I don't know and have we ever seen other players with that type of injury Let's ask Ryan Murray. Let's get Ryan Murray and ask him, have you ever faced that type of injury? If I ever saw Ryan Murray on a scooter, I would start (laughs) yelling at him immediately. Like, just berating him in the street. They actually do uh, require you to sign off on the scooters now, saying that you're going to wear a helmet, which you don't see anybody wearing a helmet. 
And you have to be 18. This is why people are soft. Yeah. (laughs) You have to be 18 or older. You have to have a license. And you're basically signing off that if you get in an accident, it's like not the company's fault. Like, so Lime and uh, Bird, they're the biggest uh, scooter companies in Columbus. Um, You sign off on that, but like it doesn't require, you know, like any initials. You're just signing (laughs) off and you pay your credits and then you ride a scooter. And you have to take a picture once you park it. Um, I fell off the scooter my first 20 minutes on it. <laughs> I've never ridden one. Um, my best friend, she fell off um, in front of uh, on the road in front of a bus. <laughs> got a really bad injury. And then my second time riding, a uh, car did not want to stop at the stop sign and almost fell off my scooter, stopped myself. I, I expect to see you at the next city council meeting trying to get these yes. things banned. No, I like them. They're so much fun. You've just about died like three times. Okay, but if I'm going to go out in a way, <laughs> I would like it to be on a scooter on my way to like a jackets game. Did you know San Francisco has banned these scooters? I believe it. They if are San Francisco dangerous. can't make these things work. They are definitely dangerous, especially since they passed the new rule. If you don't know how to like ride them, you can't ride them on the sidewalk. You have to ride them in the road, which I feel is personally more dangerous because if anything, you're going to hit people on the sidewalks with this. You're going to hit cars or cars are going to hit. You know what you. we should do tomorrow? We should meet downtown before the games. Yeah. And since I've never ridden one of these things, we Let's can do rent the scooters. Are we going and... to do it before or after a couple drinks from Arbor? Well, I think you can still get a DUI on them. You can, but so I've we, never rode so one while intoxicated. We I probably like should. Interesting. Yeah, but we probably shouldn't do that. I think it sounds better to do it intoxicated. <laughs> I've done it sober, and I fell that way. So if anything, I'm just gonna fall more this way. I'll survive. I probably fall down more when I'm sober too. Probably. So. But back to Panera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, I feel like it was a skitter incident, but that's just me. Uh. I think it was the Jetters, first preseason game Jetters he was facing. And then he came out, and our power play in that Clinton game was amazing. Three for three? When was the last time the Jackets were like that? I think it was the Athletic and Portsline that reported it um, first. But what do you think of the whole flop in the coaches, where Lars is coaching yeah. the uh, defense and, and Shazi's coaching the forwards. Yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. If it works, it works, but we definitely needed some changes. Oh, definitely. Um, I was surprised they re-signed Lars, to be honest. I, I was too. I was on him pretty hard. I agree, me too. Our power play for a while, it was no power, not even any play. It was just... <laughs> Can we decline? <laughs> yeah, can, can you put us on the penalty kill instead? Because we were yeah. doing better on that. But, you know... And that's one of the things that hit us hard in the series with the Capitals. When you have Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie, all on the same power play line, well, and we're not coming out and making the best out of those penalties. For example, Tom Wilson, he takes a penalty every game. That was our opportunity. Not taking those opportunities, it really put us behind. Don't get me started on Ovechkin, because <laughs> you know where he's going to be on the ice, Mm -hmm. and you still don't cover him. You know what? Post a body up on him regardless and make somebody else beat you. And I feel like that's the same thing that kind of goes for Panarin too, but Panarin can move. He he can make some really good goals. He 
is really good. When he had some nice moves on the power plays mm-hmm. on in in the game in Clinton. Um, just where he was just kind of. I don't even know how you describe it. Shimmy shamming around guys yeah. and you know. He, he's good with the puck. It reminds me a lot of his first goal as a jacket against the Rangers, I believe it was. That was a filthy goal he had. Which doesn't he have just isn't he uh, the some ridiculous stat against the Rangers where Yeah. He scores multi goals so. or something. I can't remember. But yeah. yeah. He's great against the Rangers, and that was a great game for him. And, you know, it really opened the eyes as a Jackets fan of, oh, my gosh, this player that we got for literally nothing besides Brandon Saad, who had a year last year, the best year he, years he's ever had, was with us. But, of course, he's also won the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, he has that to his name. And then Forsberg, which he has not really helped out. Chicago that much. We got Panarin, who is a great player, definitely a star player out of it. At least for this year. And Tyler Mott out of the deal. We don't have Mott anymore, unfortunately, but we have Panarin. And now, as a Jackets fan, we have all that excitement of getting him out of that trade. Probably one of our best trades that we have had in a long time. And then... Now we're in the constant fear of, is he going to sign? Is he going to leave? Are we going to trade him? Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's what I say. Don't worry about it. I'm not worrying about it. I just think he he wants to play hockey. And he's going to play for us. I don't think it's going to change his outlook on right now. And he's even said that himself. His agent has said that. I have faith in Cam keeping him here. Cam and Pierre-Luc Dubois, we need you guys to pull it together, convince him to stay, can keep PDA alive in the Jackets fandom. All right, prediction time. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot. We are a week away from the Jackets opening their yes. season. Where do they finish? And do they make the playoffs? And how far do they go? My realistic expectation is we are going to make the playoffs. I strongly believe we will uh, if we stay healthy. Staying healthy is the most important thing. and that's So no help from Ryan Murray. No, no help there. And also if we keep Bob and Panarin. If for some reason we lose them, I see us, if anything, maybe making it, but definitely a wild card spot. But I can see us in the potential of maybe being – second in the division, um, which that would put us at home ice advantage mm-hmm. for the first round. Something we've never done before. Something we've never done before, and I think that could change things. My whole outlook is we need to at least win one game at home, and we need to win away. We didn't win at home this past season. Yep. And that Fun fact, I have never been to a yeah. Blue Jackets home playoff win. And I have. So I've, yeah, I've been there me. for two. So they were both nice those times that I've went, but it's still something we need a first round win, especially if we are going to keep Bob. If we do not make the playoffs and we didn't trade him and we haven't yet signed him, I think it's going to be something where we will just let him walk. Mm-hmm. And we cannot sign him to a Carey Price-like contract when our biggest thing is every team, they're going after the goal of the Stanley Cup. If your goal is not winning the Stanley Cup, why are you even doing it? Exactly. 
if we're not going into it with that goal, then we just need to stop. We need to trade him right now, take what we can get, even if it's just one player. Just take it. It's something where we need him to pull through in the playoffs. If he can't do that, you know, we're just going to have to build up again and take what we have. It's going to be pretty crappy for a little bit for Jackets. We might face, you know, a couple years not making the playoffs, but we do have a great prospect in goal that can make our team, you know, a Stanley Cup winning team. At this point, I I want to say we will win a series. So we make it to the second round. I want to say we will make it to the second round, but we have the skill. We know we have the skill. We've proven that. And we have a will. But putting the two together during a series against, you know, a hardworking team, whoever it is, when we play them in the first round this year, whether it's the Penguins or the Capitals or, you know, maybe an underdog that we're not expecting to be up there, uh, such as the Devils, maybe. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see us playing the Devils. If we play the Devils, I think we could beat them. I think we're better than the Devils, even with them having Taylor Taylor Hall. Hall. Yeah. I think they don't have a good defense structure. Okay, can we trade Panarin for Taylor Hall? <laughs> Let's ask the Oilers how their trade went. <laughs> Straight so up it might work trade. out like that, yeah. yeah. I, I strongly believe we have the capability of being a Stanley Cup winning team with our roster that we have right now. As long as they stay healthy, as long as we keep them, and as long as we don't give up. Um, as soon as things start going south, you know, we start losing people or even, you know, we start sending them east, Panera to New York even, um, that's when I can see us not being a playoff team, which is going to be unfortunate because I feel like we've been kind of spoiled these past two years, two years in a row, playoffs. Now we're hitting our third year, but you know what they say, third time's the charm. Yep. So we'll see. All right. Plug yourself. How can people get a hold of you for a job, a photography job, yeah. your social media? So my at name for my personal Twitter is at Lily Schwartz, and you get a lot of hockey tweets, personal tweets, constantly talking about food, alcohol, anything along those lines, <laughs> a lot of retweets. Um, I pretty much tweet about anything there. I created a separate account for my photography, which is at photos by Lily Ann, which is my real name, but I go by just Lily. And I also have an Instagram with that same at name at photos by Lily Ann. That is where I post all things pictures. I retweet pictures occasionally, especially when players do repost them. But that is where you can get my pictures. I'm always open for DMs. So if anybody would like to hire me for photography, doesn't just have to be jackets, but if the Blue Jackets have a photography job opportunity, I am available any day, any time. Hit me up. <laughs> um, but any photography session, I just love taking pictures and seeing art happen, you know, just from one click and seeing moments be captured into something you get to keep forever. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming by and being on the podcast and indulging me so awesome yeah thanks for having me and i can't wait to tune in next week and everything like that and see what happens. i'm gonna try to do these every couple of weeks yeah. just with work and and everything else I so i'll be listening this so awesome thank you very much and thank you everybody for listening to the uh, blue hat podcast i'm your host justin needham and everybody have a great day mm-hmm.